0: Welcome to I4O. I4O, episode 45. What's going on, guys? Welcome to our latest show. I hope everybody had a good Easter. I know I did. It has delivered me some wonderful people for the show today. Um, (laughs) Cracking open those Easter eggs, I found Jeff, Kyle making his return to the show. Missed you, Kyle. And last but not least, Irvin the illustrious urban but Kyle good to have you back it's been a little bit since our viewers have last heard your beautiful voice and seen your beard
1: yeah it's been a little bit I just got back from vacation feeling refreshed uh wanted yeah. to make sure I took this refreshed energy and this new lease on life that I have after the vacation to uh to come talk to all you guys out there over in the Twitch old and everything.
2: land of Guinness and- oh yeah the homeland yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we are now returning to uh a ratio of at least one out of every two members of the podcast attending having magnificent beards. Yep. And there needs to be like a ratio. There's a golden ratio of of facial hair (laughs) established, I think,
0: on every podcast. And I think we maintain that pretty well. Irvin
2: and I have to maintain and trim our beards so that it doesn't Mm -hmm. get out of hand, though.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, I thought that growing a beard out would be less work, but it's actually a lot more work. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you
1: don't want to look weird or smell funky all day. Mm. It's like a whole process. My it's girlfriend, a- she's she constantly is like, "Dude, you take longer to get ready than I do. And you need to fix something." And I'm like, "I don't know what to tell you. If you if you want me to continue to look this amazing, it's absolutely fantastic, <laughs> the fact that I'm going to take a little
0: bit longer in the shower than you did." I can see also modesty is something that we're known for as well.
1: (laughs) Always, always.
0: (laughs) But um, to kind of jump in, we do have some news that we're going to talk about. We're not just going to talk about each other this whole time. But uh, (laughs) uh, there's been a fair bit that did happen this week. Um, We have some more news from Uber. Um, There's some more information about the Pixels that are going to be upcoming later this year. We have some news about uh, Apple and intel and uh, some more crypto news with google chrome as chrome continues to iterate over its uh, its updates but um, to jump into the first topic the the usual roulette of this company makes this announcement taking somebody else off the market and watch their stocks tank like i i've never really maybe it's because we're i'm now like actually talking about tech news on a podcast or not but like it seems like whenever one of these companies open their mouth or mention that they're going to be moving away or something that cuts into someone else's bottom line, like their stock is like a very aggressive knee jerk reaction. It takes like a huge downfall. So, um,
3: yeah, it it happens quite often, but especially happens a lot when Apple says something, (laughs) even though, so uh, Apple um, reportedly, so that nothing is official yet, but, Uh, Sources are saying they're in the early stages of uh, transitioning away from using Intel chips uh, within their Macs. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't know what uh, type of chips that they're going to go to. Uh, A lot of people are speculating that they're going to go the ARM route, um, that a lot of the ARM chips that are being used within uh, their iPhones and iPads are actually faster than uh, Core i5 uh, Intel CPUs in the laptops in certain benchmarks, which is quite uh crazy. So you could theoretically see them putting ARM chips in future laptops uh that could bring the benefit of like uh battery life, longer battery life, better connectivity,
0: perhaps putting 4G in in their laptops. Um ARM is Android, right? Mostly like mobile devices and tablets. Um just yeah. just to Arm. kind of bring people to speed who may not be familiar with what ARM is.
3: Yeah, so ARM is, is a uh, uh, design standard for a, a type of CPU, a mobile CPU. Um, and different companies implement ARM. Qualcomm makes the Snapchat in line, it's based on the ARM design. Apple makes their A series processors for their iPhones and iPads using that same uh, type of design. Um, so, yeah, it's currently running on mobile devices. Um, we saw Microsoft a couple months ago actually release a, a Uh, arm-based uh tablet slash laptop thing that runs full windows 10 um -hmm. so they apple could potentially be bringing mac os to arm processors um interesting
0: i wonder if this will be kind of their push to merge like ipad and macbook like maybe uh we'll this is this could be like the beginning of that kind of a a merge because we know that they are putting more emphasis on their tablet market than they are on their their laptop. The laptop seems like it's becoming more and more segmented off to the pro market or, the pro market, as they yeah. call it. Right. So, um, but yeah, um, and and this is as early as 2020, so this is by no means uh, recent or right around upcoming. Yeah. Yeah, so. and
2: kind of just to get, provide, uh, some insight here. Apparently. According to a Bloomberg article I'm referencing, Apple gives Intel about five percent of its annual revenue. So it's a good amount of Intel's business that they go through Apple for. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
3: um, yeah, that's uh, a lot of people <laughs> pointed that out. Yeah, it's five percent. Some say that that's uh, quite a bit. Some say that it's not uh, that much because if you look at Dell and HP and everyone else who buys Intel chips, it's it's almost fifty percent of their revenue comes from those those companies yeah
2: Uh, definitely a larger market there but (laughs) it's still uh, it's still money yeah Yeah. does just show how much of a control they have over the market too
0: right
1: and i agree with you matt saying that uh that that this probably brings them one step closer to that merge of of the laptop and the the ipad i mean you already see them making some accommodations that uh, companies have done previously they're kind of they're kind of like presenting it as a tablet in one. They're making the accessories more readily available or more sleek or more fun. They also told us in commercials that little kids don't know what laptops right. are. So, What's a computer? Um, yeah. They're, <laughs>
0: they're, getting, they're getting really close to making that possible anyway. So yeah. Um,
1: it's just and, in that direction.
0: And like um, I'm seeing more and more people like be it friends, family, just people who are in like basic everyday conversation talking about not getting new MacBooks, but getting like iPads or Chromebooks or even like a windows computer or like a surface, like something that's always like either a tablet or somewhere close, like where the line is just blurry enough where it still has support for whatever apps they might want to use and stuff like that. So, um, it makes sense. And, um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is kind of a, like a, like one of the initial changes that's required kind of in that getting everything over to an arm processor. Um, But yeah, so more on this.
3: This will be huge if they make a switch. Um, And nothing is beneficial. This is just speculation uh, Mm -hmm. from sources. Um, But uh, be very, very interesting. uh, see, It'll make sense. It definitely makes sense. But uh, 2020 is is right around the corner.
0: And this Um, had the same knee-jerk reaction that Instacart stock had when um, Amazon bought Whole Foods. Uh, it's like it initially went down just on like speculation of what could of what this could mean for intel yeah so yeah because i really it, hope yeah.
1: go ahead matt sorry
0: now so intel's losing this fight against arm that's what i was gonna say yes Int- oh intel is sure yeah. they can't compete so i was just
1: gonna say um Yeah, it seems it, well actually i mean you kind of just put the words in my mouth so go ahead i'm sorry
0: <laughs> okay. Well, no i was gonna move on to uh, yeah to the news about our president um and <laughs> He has to say about Amazon. So, uh, moving right on to that topic, um, Trump has been slamming Amazon for forcing the closure of stores all over the country, um, criticizing them as having "quote not a level playing field." Um, but uh, little does he know, this has happened literally since since the Industrial Revolution, in pretty much every market ever. A company comes in, they have good market power they shut down the mom and pop shop and then they come in and they set up their own place. So I don't know what, (laughs) what this um, like what Trump's power has. I know that Trump has the power to lower stocks with the, with his mouth, but um, what do you guys think this is going to do for Amazon? Do you think that um, all this negative press is going to be harming Amazon in any way? Um,
2: (laughs) I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean (laughs) it's hard to imagine it's hard to imagine amazon really slowing down a lot but i mean when we see certain tweets or comments come out about other businesses or regarding certain agendas it does seem to have a pretty pretty large ripple effect afterwards um A lot of
3: people are saying that this is all because Je- Jeff Bezos owns was- the Washington Post. Yep. yep, the Washington Post hasn't been very favorable of Trump. Um, in terms yeah, they've of, been so. since
0: the since the election. Yeah, not even since when he was in president. So, they've, this, they've this, been...
3: he's taking this personally. Um, yeah. he's just saying this.
0: The
2: Post um, Office. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it was referred to as the end. I quote, "fake Washington Post," not just yeah. the Washington Post. <laughs> The yeah. fake
0: Washington Post, the losing post office, failing Jeff Bezos. Right. Um, clearly, clearly he's failing. Uh, but he's saying that uh, it's reported that the U.S. post office will lose a fifty on average for each package that it delivers for Amazon, which amounts to billions of dollars is what Trump says over tweets. Um, I haven't seen any confirmation on those numbers, um, any real metrics around that. But um, it it was something that I had kind of danced around with the thought of, like what – what amazon's power does for uh, like things like the post office and all the services that they work around because i know they go through ups and post office but i don't know how that whole like the the deals go on they're
3: they're also trying to get away from both of those because they i've for multiple times that i've ordered the package now they've been using like local like delivery services that are not at all ups or usps um it's like a sort of like an uber like sort of service where anybody can say okay i'll deliver these packages to this location and they they pick them up and they put them in the car and they deliver them
0: haven't they even Um, literally used uber in some cases like uh, like at least in like san francisco and some of the countries where prime now is rolled out i think that they do utilize uber drivers and lyft drivers I thought I, I could be wrong, but that wouldn't um, be a
1: surprising move at all. Though I mean, it's it's why not take advantage of an infrastructure that's already there? I mean, you like like you said, you they are doing that currently with USPS and and UPS. But if you want to make sure you're the number one uh, company as far as delivery and getting it out as quick as possible and being able to push things, maybe orders out potentially same day, use everything at your disposal. Yeah, to, why wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, I'm kind of curious what what result is expected from this comment does he like expect the regulations around the united states postal service to change where if you have a certain volume of packages you send you have to pay more or i don't really know where this is headed in terms of what consequences there would be for the amount of packages they deliver yeah i mean i
0: i'm not sure um but i know that um they were saying letters and marketing mail in this article make up more than two thirds of their revenue. So, I mean, I don't know how much packages cut into their bottom line in that way, but I mean, look at Walmart, Walmart's doing something similar. They do all their shipping through their own trucks and they control the entire shipping and logistics end of their company. And this is a tactic that we've seen basically since Walmart's inception. So, I mean, Amazon's just getting negative press because they're relevant and heavily used by everybody. Now. I don't know It's well and
1: and and I mean the connection goes back to what we originally discussed I think it has a lot to do with the the Washington Post and I mean I, I don't want to go too far in that direction, but this man is Say what you want about about our president. He's intelligent. He's everything that he says and does is it's he does it strategically and there's there's not no reason he's saying this he's not just saying it because he was bored like Mm -hmm. he's saying it with an effect in mind that he's pretty sure and his advisors are pretty sure is going to have an effect that they want it to have whether it's on the surface the effect that we think it's going to have is another story whether it's you know it's I, i don't see amazon's stock taking a huge dip because of the tweet but maybe it slows down for a moment and it makes people realize maybe people who haven't jumped fully on the Amazon trainer like oh you know what i know a bunch of people who are or who are post office workers and this is, and this is hurting the post office well i don't like jeff bezos now so i i mean who knows it could be any of these things yep. and then maybe maybe next week he follows it up with another tweet referencing the fact that he's making sure that people know that he's a washington post you know that that that, that he owns that that company as well so yeah. who knows where it goes but he's intelligent he's he's not doing it to do it he's doing it for a reason
0: yeah no definitely and- um, the article it mentions at the very end and they're saying federal not federal federal regulators have reviewed the amazon contract with the postal service each year and have determined it to be profitable so like they're saying this has to be for some kind of an angle that he's coming at with some with the negative press that he's getting from the washington post it, it could be a deflection tactic it could be something deeper we, we don't know um i mean the man wrote the art of the deal so you have to take that with a you have to take that for what it's worth so take that to the bank so but um but yeah so that's some interesting news from from fox that i thought was rather interesting so um we can move on and talk about some of these breaches um that are going on now so anybody oh, breaches? how oh, surprising <laughs> yeah right it's um in other news water is wet and people have lost their credit card information at Saxon and lord and taylor so what will you call? It? is water like, wet though
1: matt? matt i mean
0: if you believe hard enough yes can, can we have an ifro explains about this guys <laughs> <laughs> water wet? can we please talk about the properties of water and <laughs> Yeah, I'll okay discuss specifically the definition
1: of wet later. Later in the later down the road, we'll okay. We'll do our research.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll come back. We'll circle back on this one. I'm okay with that. But um, but yeah. So you know, some people say it's a breach. Other people just call it a typical Monday. But um, five million uh, credit card data, five million people's credit card data was stolen from Saxon and Lord and Taylor, um, this past <laughs> April first.
2: So sacks has been hacked. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what? Um, How dare you hack my sack. Yeah, the sack is hacked. You know what I always <laughs> wonder when I hear about these breaches? I I start I start mulling it over and I wonder what exploit was taken advantage of for this data to get taken. They never announced that. And like you could say, it's for security reasons that they don't want someone else to exploit it. But if they're working to resolve it and nothing's at risk anymore, then wouldn't it be beneficial to disclose that to other companies that might also be vulnerable? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think it would behoove them to let them know. I mean, if you read the statement that they released, all it says is we became aware of a data security issue involving customer payment. And that's as detailed as it gets. So, yeah. So Maybe.
0: once they have more clarity around the facts, they'll notify their customers quickly and will offer those impacted free identity protection services, which is better than Equifax. So <laughs> let's well, get together. Yeah. if you want to keep your identity safe, you go to Lord & Taylor for that. Not only if you want a good shirt, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is one of the largest known breaches of a retailer. So uh, there is that going for it. Um, including the the theft from the 40 million card numbers from Target in 2013 and 56 million from Home Depot but um still no one has beaten Equifax yet Equifax sits <laughs> at the top of our of our breach leaderboards so
1: uh, I'm curious cuz isn't Saxon and Lord and Taylor supposed to be a little bit of a higher end place right they are yeah um so I'm curious if how many and this is totally unrelated to the article sorry but <laughs> I wonder how many people have overlapped on every single one of these breaches. Like, who's well off enough that their info was readily available at Lord and Taylor, but they're not above going to like Target and home depot and their stuff's on equifax and like they went to acme a couple times like who i wonder how many of these millions of people every time have overlapped like how many times did you have to go get a new credit card and then a week later you're like oh dude again
0: are you serious (laughs) and like yeah i would i wouldn't be surprised if um if the 145 million plus and a half people do overlap a little bit with lord and taylor Uh, that wouldn't be surprising and not to knock against any other state, but that it did happen in New York and New Jersey. Two states that have quite a few people in them. Like it's not like it happened in like West Montana or something like that. No hate against Montana itself. But
1: Ah um, uh, shouts out Monta- Montana Montana. Yeah. We love you guys. Even yeah. though I can't say the name of your state, right?
0: The hacker group that did this has I think one of my favorite names so far of any of the breaches. Um, so the thieves call they oh the um so, it was a group of Russian-speaking hackers known as Fin7 or Joker Stash. but the the breach, um, the thieves are calling Big Bada Boom 2. <laughs> it's like Big Bada Boom 2 electric boogaloo.
2: Nothing but the classiest, yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it, though. But um, they have hit other retail chains, too, and offered 125,000 of these records for immediate sale. so they're going on to the black market. Um, but that that name though it, it's really hard to take some of this seriously when you hear these names was there a big bada boom one that's my question yeah the first one i guess was a failure i don't know <laughs> it's like a godfather type scenario where the second one is better than the first one is there, yeah. furthermore is there a little bada boom maybe <laughs> just, put, like, just plain bada boom right yeah it's like an average bada boom something like that bada boom mini oh my god but yeah this is uh it's not a good look for Lord and Taylor and for retailers, because um, as we've reported on in multiple episodes, retailers are taking a bit of a hit from the companies like Amazon and other people who are more relevant and up to date with like security and keeping themselves and their customers data protected. So, um, and I I think that's kind of starting to show now some of these other like brick and mortar stores who've traditionally been able to rely on, people going in and out of stores now that they're working with online and digital currency and all that stuff, they're going to have to be a little bit more careful. Um, And we're starting to see who, who takes their security safely and who doesn't. So, um, but I mean, their stocks haven't been doing too well and I'm sure this hasn't helped either. So
1: I agree with what Jeff said though. I mean, I think the way to, to prove that you're taking security, Seriously, and not just like, hey eh, we're gonna fix this thing that happened. It, it, it don't worry how it happened. Don't worry what happened. It just happened, and we're gonna fix it. If you start letting the public know, hey, look, this is exactly what happened, and this is how everybody protects himself in the future, and this is how other people who could potentially be affected prevent this from happening to their customers as well. You're basically, I mean, that, that's a good PR move, in my opinion. You're doing yourself a favor by letting them know. You already said that they're taking care of people better than 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 uh, Equifax has. So, like you've already made some good PR moves. You go out to the next level and say, "Hey, look, it's it's our bad. this is this is a screw up on our end. This is how they took advantage of the screw up. This is how you should this is what you should do to fix it. And that puts it all of a sudden. instead of just the title being Lord and Taylor, the next the next victim, it's Lord and Taylor doing good for everyone else
0: right. yeah, yeah and and we've reported on that dozens of times too, with like various breaches and security issues and um, and like what Jeff was saying towards the beginning, all they really said was like, "Oh, hey, look, this happened. Um, fun fact, we'll tell you more when we hear about it, when we figure the rest of the stuff out." Like, I wonder if looks- there's,
2: if there's like, like they work with law enforcement when this happens, right? So I wonder if there's some kind of like laws in place that you can't disclose. Maybe I, I don't know if it would be beneficial or not. I mean, and when yeah. I, when I think about it, like, I I have some background in cybersecurity, so I I know like when you use services to identify vulnerabilities of possible ways you could get breached, you typically do that on a routine and there's a certain list of things you check for um, that you know cybersecurity experts are aware of and tell you to check for via a scanner or what have you. So I, I don't really know how this stuff kind of slips by unless it's a new vulnerability. And if it's a new one, I would think that that would, like I said, get disclosed to other companies it's just kind of confusing
0: yeah and it might even just be one of those things where like like i was saying earlier you get all these companies that are new to the cybersecurity space but they're really heavily invested in the retail brick and mortar space and um they try to do their own in-house security and don't implement it that well and then it gets breached and next thing you know you're in this type of a situation where you're like waiting to hear back and find more information out and stuff like that like it could just be a simple matter of that but i i don't know (laughs) do you think it's a
1: like it's an embarrassment thing and they don't want to reveal or do you think it's we don't know why this issue happened and we don't want to sound dumb so we just we find the issue we fix it and that's it or why is why do you feel like there is that lack of explanation
2: i feel like it has to be either a mix of the two or one or the other and neither one's good i mean if you're if you're not doing a good job protecting your customer's information that's awful and if you if it's something complex and you're not willing to disclose it that's pretty bad too
0: boss i don't know what happened i just walked (laughs) inside the store and it was downloading all the data and then the (laughs) credit
2: cards were gone i don't know what happened (laughs) It's like something just like so stupid. Is <laughs> that is that what internal? Like hold on, is that what internal whatever. cybersecurity employees sound like? <laughs> that's, yes, that's what uh, that that's what uh, Lord and Taylor security sounds like. You have to go to a good what? contractor. They sound like no the,
0: the bottom rung lackey in,
1: a, in an old mob movie. I don't know
0: that.
1: Sounds like the mobster in the Bugs Bunny commercials that hits himself over the, <laughs> the head
0: with a pan six times. Like that's what fools the guard. The guy like falling asleep at the door. Maybe my it's question like... is that guy going to make a return in later episodes? Because I really hope he does. <laughs> I mean, Maybe we'll see. If we Have any more breaches? We'll see if we can bring him back out for some for some stuff. But <laughs> like some it. of it, like it, like we've solved this problem before. So, like I don't know why this is still a problem with these companies. Like. This type of
2: security is borderline open source at this point. So maybe there's I feel almost
0: validated to make fun of them on the air.
2: It's a it's a clothing and fashion, you know, fashion companies, so I guess you they're not used to having a focus on data security, I guess, is I am not sure. but in this in this day and age with all the electronic data that's exchanged between the public and companies, you have to take it very seriously.
0: Yeah. The next uh, couture and like fair and all that stuff, they should have like a runway for
2: security people.
0: Just, like, <laughs> all the security team gets to go out and walk the runway, just
2: have their moment to shine on the catwalk. You get to show off your cargo shorts and t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: your graphic tees. Right. Yeah, I I think that would be a good one. Um, just shirts with science jokes on them yeah yeah it's like one two one two seven point zero there's no place like one point seven point zero point zero point one <laughs> the fact that i even know that like did you say one tw- be, you said did you just look at it in your closet i was actually in one of these runways that's how i know this oh okay yeah yeah i was in it for banana republic
2: home sweet local host
0: <laughs> oh man Let's move on. Yeah. This is going to get interesting if we
2: keep going on. Let's, but, let's, yeah, it's... let's go to a happy article here, Matt. Go ahead. Yes.
0: So, and by happy, I hope you mean that Under Armour was also breached. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: Hey, so cool fitness, fools.
1: Have,
0: <laughs> anybody ever heard of My fitness Pal? Well, now yeah. Russia knows all of your dietary habits. And, yeah, you know that cheat day that you also decided to log? Well, you know, Putin now knows, so... I hope you guys are aware of that, but they disclosed a data breach that affected about 150 million users. So I'm not sure how much you really, like I haven't used my fitness pal in probably three years now. I don't know, I don't really know how much you could get from, from this app. Like you don't, yeah. like it doesn't require much like, uh, this, the second sentence of this article kind of made me chuckle a little bit. Like, it, it didn't include any social security numbers. Well, it's like, I don't think I need that to know my daily intake of calories. <laughs> it's like, oh, if you want to find out, please enter your social security numbers so we can pull this information from elsewhere. But, right. uh, well, a, and payment information wasn't collected either. So it's not a big breach. Apparently, so,
2: go ahead, Irvin.
3: Yeah, it looks like it's just, it just included usernames, emails, email addresses, as well as hash passwords and uh affected users were notified i was one of those uh affected users i got that email um i logged in um right as you were talking about this show uh, this article <laughs> and i changed my password for my fitness bell. um but i haven't used it in at least a year um so uh but it, well, it didn't include any of the, the fitness data it just included a hash passwords which inc- if they could um, um, reverse that hash uh they could potentially see if you if you re, re reused your passwords in other locations that could be an issue um, yeah
2: exactly they also but, got addresses too so.
3: yeah um yeah they could they got your email address so you get start getting more uh, spam emails um uh, potentially uh because those were not hashed. the email addresses but um the hash passwords right this is why we i'm a huge advocate of having um uh, a different password for every single uh login in case that let's say one of these breaches do does happen that way that if it does affect this website doesn't affect every other login that you have around the net um although i say that i wasn't practicing that in this particular case
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is from a, a younger time of yes
3: my Yes, a, it, a more more naive, yeah. dumber Irvin. Well, I, I could say need a more
2: whimsical, to... time. <laughs> whimsical time, whimsical <laughs> time. Whimsical exercise. I'm, I'm, I'm whimsical a wiser backwards.
0: man now, yeah. right? Yeah, Irvin. It. They would be really great if there was this a web app or a mobile app or something that allowed you to store a large amount of safe passwords <laughs> in one spot in a very secure way. Uh, do you know of any of these particular services that oh, may uh, that may help any of our listeners who are concerned about their passwords? I do, Matt. I do. Because I'm also concerned about my passwords, and I don't know. If they're all Hunter 2. I don't know where to put them. <laughs> you can help me. I need help, please. I need
3: help. Uh, you could use an app called Atlas This
0: Whoa. sounds like an
3: ad. I wish Atlas Pass was actually sponsoring us, because that would be great. But <laughs> Tell me about this. Yeah,
2: come on. Last
3: Password. Last Pass allows you to create one massive <laughs> password, and then it'll... You, it'll organize and store all the passwords that you have around the internet so wow. all you need to remember is just that one mass pa- last, last password <laughs> that's where the name comes from Whoa. Um, and it'll automatically fill in and generate random passwords so when someone asks you what's your password password to Facebook yeah like I have no idea because my last pass knows it but I don't you don't need to
0: yeah um, I've, I've actually shown people my LastPass generated like Amazon or Facebook password, and they're just like, gee whiz, I would never remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to. Sixty character alphanumeric sequence that even I don't know. Right. This episode of iFor not brought to you by LastPass. Yeah, unfortunately. But um <laughs> it is brought to you by TPass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I actually had a problem with LastPass where I had a LastPass generated password for my server and the linux shell would actually time out while i was typing in the password it was so long <laughs> so i couldn't oh log in for the longest time on it and i was so upset but um but yeah no LastPass is a great option for anybody who may have lost their their usernames and it's another way to protect you from these types of breaches so um we don't just joke about it we do think it's a, a good solution so but yeah LastPass, unfortunately not sponsoring today's show but we are open to, we, we give them an open ear. So, but yeah, so this is, uh, this is one more breach. I mean, it's not that bad. It's not nearly as bad as any of the other breaches that we've had. But you know, but uh, something else that isn't that bad is our friends over at Uber. Um, they, no, they, yeah, the, the, <laughs> another Uber story. How surprising! Wow. Except this one is a follow up from the latest one. Um, Well, no, this isn't the latest one. This is coming on the heels of a discrimination lawsuit from a while back, um, representing 420 women and people of color who work for the company, as worded by the article from Engadget. So there is a $10 million settlement in a class action lawsuit claiming it it has discriminated against minorities and women who work for the company. and. We have reported in the early stages of our podcast. We were when we just started. We were like right around that time, where like Uber was just being ripped apart by story after story of misogyny and like just this bro culture at Uber. And um, it's good to know that uh, that it's finally paying out, and people are starting to get see some justice from this kind of of a toxic mentality that comes from these companies because it's like we've seen this with other companies too like snapchat has done it with their filters that everybody that i don't i probably don't need to remind anybody about um their like blatant ignorance in their design um we've seen it with uber we've seen it with like even there's been reports of companies like google and facebook having this bro culture and it's it's rampant in silicon valley and um it's good to know that there is justice that's being served. So hopefully this is a a bit of a change in the culture and a change of tide for these companies because um, I think it's unacceptable in any workplace, let alone just these big companies. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It it, it is such a shame too because, I mean, it's a shame when any of this happens, don't get me wrong, but like you'd think that Silicon Valley, that tech companies, these tech leaders, uh, they're generally – younger companies, people with younger ideals mm-hmm. or or grew up in an era where they saw the things that happened before them and decided, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to do that. The A lot of these ideas have been going on and a lot of these changes have been happening in the world outside of this industry already. So the fact that it's still happening in this industry speaks to something deeper, what that is, I don't know, but it it's just like, how, how do you not know to just... <laughs> be the same across the board for everybody. Be accepting of everybody. This bro culture, this locker room, whatever. This is, you know, this is going to, why, why are you accepting of all these things? (laughs) Like this boys will be boys culture. And and it's like just any, everybody from, like you said these, you said that Facebook has a bro culture. I mean, insensitive filters. I mean, it, it seems like as one thing, as one company goes down because of, XYZ reason or sexual harassment or discrimination or even the stuff that's going on in Hollywood or like it's all of it and then someone else just wants to say Saturdays are for the boys and boys will be boys and it doesn't matter. It's it's the next thing is it's just when <laughs> unfortunately when men and
0: white men have the power, stuff seems to go wrong like this. Mm-hmm. You get this like weird groupthink that happens at these companies, which is as we've seen, it always leads towards something toxic. And like if you don't and also i think a lot of this is not only just like some some more of a core fundamental like culture change but as these companies become more culturally diverse you'll see things maybe get stopped before they actually happen like um, if you're in this group where you're like oh this filter will be really funny it's gonna be like a like a rasta filter and then you see someone who's like, wait, this is actually really ignorant and you probably shouldn't do this. And it's like literally a blackface filter. Yeah, Like that would stop if you had the cultural diversity for someone to realize that that's really offensive to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that like all of this, like, um, like not giving people raises or bonuses, giving them stock and benefits at the same rate as other coworkers. Like it's it's all just, it's ignorant, you know? Yeah. And it's it's. I, I feel like it can be easy to look in and see that. But if you get anybody from any culture, if you get enough people of a big enough percentage that are all the same, I think you're going to see this in any type of a scenario. Um, and I think that it's just, these companies need to be diverse. And I think that will help these types of situations. Diversity is always a good thing when creating a product that's used on a global scale.
2: Yeah. Like Uber, like like Apple, like anything. Seems like as a response to this, I mean, earlier this year, Uber hired their first chief diversity officer. So step in the right direction, um, kind of showing penance too, which is nice because they should. Um, But one positive of this is that Uber is kind of like a cautionary tale for other companies, I feel like. All this negative press you see what they're doing wrong don't do the same thing take a step in the right direction um be socially conscious right use this as an example
0: yeah and i'm and i, I think that it's like especially like I, I really am a proponent of the hiring of uh darakash rashai for uber because he's been great so far for them in getting that message across so yeah but yeah i mean you're gonna hear this about uber all the time and I, th- I think that it's it's going to be a stain on their um, on their reputation for a while, but um, it is good to hear that justice has been served to these people. And and 10 million across a class action lawsuit that's pretty nice. So
1: yeah, yeah I especially agree.
0: If, yeah. I don't know how and they say the lawsuit represents 420 people. So I don't know what 10 million divided by 420 is, but that's a pretty nice payout so yeah um it is a it is a good reward um for
2: um for fighting this, so
0: good on them. It's good to
2: hear, yeah um yeah. and uh I think the follow up news you were initially commenting on was actually uh uber settling with the victim of the self driving crash that was reported last week right yeah, um, i was
0: I was gonna talk about they were settling with that yeah. so. I don't know um, if you wanted to lead off about that. I didn't get a chance to catch up on, on that news. I don't know if you know anything more so about it than I do. but
2: There's not a ton of detail um, to it, but okay. they've reached a settlement with the family of Elaine Herzberg, who is the woman who was killed last week. Uh, by... She was homeless, too, wasn't she? I'm not yep. sh- i am not sure. I I think that's true, yeah. Um, it was
3: reported several places. Yeah, she was homeless.
2: So okay. um, the agreement was paid out to her husband and daughter, so... Um They went to her family um and mm-hmm. there's not a size of settlement that's known at this time, at least to my knowledge um but it's pretty quick resolution financially uh, from you know a legal standpoint that they settled already um when she was struck on March eighteenth um mm-hmm. not too long has not too much time has gone by um but yeah, just to kind of provide um, an update on that story,
0: yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, they settled that outside of court, so right. I think that's I mean, I think that was natural. I don't think that Uber needs another long drawn out court battle, especially after the one that we just reported. So um, I mean, it's for their reputation, but it's uh, it's good to know that that has a resolution, so, right, but yeah, so. Um, I was going to move on to the next topic also um, and go on with, because we have a few more articles that we have to get through, but um, the latest is that the UK companies and residents are going to be stripped of their .eu domains after Brexit is finalized. And um, if I'm not correct, Brexit is scheduled. Yes, it is in the article here scheduled for March 30th, 2019. Um and it's looking like that this is going to be happening um, around the same time, if not on the day of. So um, it's not estimated that this is going to have a major impact. But um, I, I I do feel bad for anybody who's managed to make a clever pun out of their out of their domain. <laughs> I know some people have been doing that lately, myself included. But um, or like a clever URL based off of it, but. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, they're no longer in the EU, so why would they be on that same top-level domain, right? So, but um, and then it in a uh, we've seen it before too. Um, for anybody who was using the internet as early as 1990, when the Soviet Union's top-level domain um, was replaced by .ru, so um, I mean, there's still 100,000 sites using .su interesting that the soviet union is still has an online presence i so have
2: literally never thought about that until just now. yeah (laughs) yeah
0: it's weird so i mean but this is brexit so yeah it's not quite the collapse of uh, a superpower but it's very important in the news recently and um it's the first time i've ever seen a top level domain change in my lifetime like this in any substantial way so it's, it's interesting. I'm definitely going to see if anything comes out of this. But yeah, it's just a minor thing to
2: report on. It's not anything too crazy, but it, it's interesting. I wonder if all the, the nations that are going to have to change their domains own all of the domains they're going to have to change to, or if someone yeah. else is going to like, I don't know, I don't have an example really, like if if someone's going to have to pay someone out to get their domain <laughs> or if they already own it.
0: Yeah. It looks like they're just not going to be able to uh, renew or register uh, .eu. So, hmm. if you if your if your uh, expiration date is March 29th, twenty nineteen, then it looks like you may be one of the last people with a .eu domain. If you're in the if you're fully housed in the UK, so
1: I could see some uh, I could see some people going out and just figuring out who who doesn't own. There, what what you would assume their new domain would be and then just buying it up so they can sell it as soon as that happens mm-hmm. you always see stuff like that where like you know so and so get if you know finally joins social media and has to buy his own name from somebody just to use it <laughs> on twitter or something like that like yeah yeah i can see that happening
2: pretty quick
0: mm-hmm. there are there. people who forget to update their like websites on
2: their like linkedin and stuff like that yeah so, I think I actually yeah. saw a joke about that. I don't know if it was real or not, but I think it was on Twitter where Diddy, P. Diddy, was trying to get his handle like Diddy or something, and someone had it, and they were like, man, you've changed your name so many times. Like, I'm not giving this to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's hilarious. That's it's like, awesome. No, man. no. It's like, you got to stop being so flighty. You can't yeah, do
1: that. You're Diddy for now, but what happens in eight months? I liked that name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when is Diddy. <laughs> not who is diddy <laughs> oh my god but he's uh, a time period not a man yeah, diddy Damn. is yeah he's a, he's he's an immortal essence <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay but uh we, we do have some news about facebook and we talked just a little bit about them last week um with our guest but um they are blocking new applications from joining its platform. I can only assume this is because of all this backlash and making sure that they can review the applications that currently exist. Yes. Like, I can only assume this is exactly what it is. I, and I hadn't had a chance to to read this article with any kind of in-depth thing, so it's going to be a, a read-along for me. But, but yeah, I mean, um, there's not a whole lot of oversight from facebook right now and hopefully that'll change we've seen mark zuckerberg come out all teary-eyed and sweaty (laughs) drugged out um complaining but i mean i think it's going to be something that they're going to have to totally redo because it's in the air now it's like this is um it's like the snowden leaks it's everyone knows about it now it's public like even like even like my grandmother was talking about it like people everyday people are aware of of this and like i mean it's not like you really should have been surprised that facebook was collecting all the information about yourself but i mean it is what it is but um but yeah there looks like they're doing this to mitigate any kind of breach of trust with the developer ecosystem so i feel like um, it's it's
2: about the trust with the public too like okay we're just shutting down all these new apps coming in so you don't have to worry like that's i think a lot of their approach here too it's not just from a technical standpoint they're Mm -hmm. trying to people please
0: yeah it's like when one kid in the classroom keeps like screaming and then the teacher like revokes the the rights to do something for the entire class or like forces homework on it's like some some of the developers are are like reaching out and complaining and um Facebook just shut the whole thing down for everybody because if you're going to have people who will abuse the system, then they obviously need something to fix. They have to fix something, so um, it's kind of like a "we're not mad at you, we're mad at everybody" type thing. You ruined the privilege for everybody. Yeah, but,
1: but yeah, the the article phase one, you know, it's 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 the it's the the upfront PR move, and then the rest is to come. Whatever whatever additions or subtractions or edits they need to make, will we'll we'll start seeing that within the next coming months.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And they're saying like, um, and this this seems really hyperbolic almost from these developers, but it's like, imagine hundreds of hours of work, tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars invested capital and dozens of clients disappearing at any given moment at the whim of a few lines of code and set his status to thinking about the meaning of life. (laughs) Like anybody could, like you're hosting this on Facebook. Facebook can do this literally whenever they want. I'm pretty sure that's in their terms of service. <laughs> they can just come out and say, "Okay, you, we're going to take you off because we don't want you to be here." That's fine. We don't want Farmville anymore. Like, we don't want this. It's like they could. I'm pretty sure that they can do that. It's their website. Like, if I was Facebook and I was like, you know, I really don't like people who are doing Farming Simulators right now and wreck <laughs> that, turn that off. Or like, I'm really sick of getting these like bejeweled invites from my aunt and just like shut it off like stuff like that like i don't know but i think it's, it's hyperbolic but they're not sharing a date when it's going to end so i can see that like there are some companies that do have a major online presence on facebook but for anybody who's looking for someone to blame you can blame cambridge analytica <laughs> and yeah and also yourself for being 100 percent reliant on facebook right no so.
2: Matt, you yeah. freed yourself for about a couple of days, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I,
0: I deleted it and then it flared up again and I put it back. So,
2: pretty quick turnaround,
0: but I, I owe, owe Doctor one dollar. You sure as did. As the record stands. So. <laughs> the next time he's on the show, I'll give him a dollar. Or next time, <laughs> if you if have an in person thing, I'll give him a dollar. So, I'm just, I'm just
1: glad he called you out. Like,
0: it's just. Yeah. Oh, I knew it's, it was gonna happen. I knew <laughs> so I was like like literally after the show, I was like, Do I? And I was like, nah, I'll wait at least a day or two. Hey, it's like I can't make it immediate. The man makes a good argument, so he does. Yeah. And it was an eye opening experience to hear that kind of an opinion on it. And um it's very easy, like, um and this even goes to like the bro culture. Like it's very easy to get swept up into this like this like movement of hashtag delete Facebook and Get sucked into this mentality of like, it's the end of the world, but in the end for the average consumer, it really doesn't matter. So, I mean, for like the average person who all their photos are stored on here or like someone who's got a Facebook page for their cat or something like they need that. They need to access that. Like, and also we have a, we have a community on Facebook and for better or worse, I think we should be there for them. Um, we're not sharing, we're not stealing any of their data or sharing it
2: with anybody. So, I think, I think it's that... it scared the crap out of them though, and like that hashtag got so big, yeah. like they they yep. that needed to happen for them to be as accountable as they're being held now. Oh, definitely. So, like yeah. I don't know if it needed to be those words <laughs> or that yeah. suggestion, but like it's there's good coming of it. They need to shape up. Yeah, like, want oh, go, go ahead, go. Sorry, oh, no, you.
1: all you. I, I, you're right that these these movements. It's easy to get swept up, and it's easy to get people to 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 flip their opinion on the, on the nose. And the, and it's like I, I remember a couple of years ago. Um, things weren't. I'm a big wrestling fan for those of you who haven't seen me on the show before. Um, and <clears throat> there was a de, uh, like delete WWE Network or you know deactivate your account movement that happened because not not even because of anything crazy like this, just because. The guy that we liked as fans wasn't being pushed, and someone else that we don't like was, and people freaked out. But WWE Investment Man freaked out, gave us like two months or three months free of the network, so you can watch the build towards them pushing the guy that we wanted them to push. Anyway, but it took them a while to get there, and they were like, "Uh, all right, we get it, we get it. Like you're freaking out. We had a game plan. Um, just relax, just relax <laughs> for a second, please." It it. And ultimately, it doesn't matter because that that's a, a company that has done what they've wanted for years and it's been successful the whole time. So it's it's anything like this, any big social media garnering or gathering is scaring the crap out of these companies and they feel like they need to do something immediately.
0: Yeah. yeah. Anybody want to take bets on how many hours of sleep Zuckerberg has had over the last two weeks? Four. He's a
3: lizard. He's a lizard. He doesn't sleep. He's <laughs> like, a lizard person. They he just hangs sleep. from his ceiling and just molts. Yeah, or energy. a robot. Which, whichever theory you want to go with. Maybe Can we he... do maybe some? I'm gonna
0: throw a mole person into the mix. I think I think <laughs> that
2: he replenishes his energy from user data.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and he's starved starving like right now. synthesis but with Facebook statuses. Right, he's Uh-oh. just starving. I think so. I think yeah. I think you may be on something here, Jeff. Yeah. I, think, I think this is uh, think Zuckerberg this is hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me user data. Every
2: time you
1: check into a location, it's <sighs> <laughs> suck.
2: Right. All the pictures of the food you take he gets to taste. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. That's how it works. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh man. How do how do I rephrase that as an episode title? Anybody?
0: Uh, <laughs>
3: we'll definitely figure that out yeah. after the show.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it so much. Oh my god. Thanks, man. Uh, you yeah, hear? it's a, a mess. This yeah. whole Facebook thing is a huge mess. Oh, God. But, yeah. I mean, um, let it stand that on Facebook, I4O is an island in the storm. It's a light in the dark. We are a bastion of hope in the night. Yes. Of a happy and clean and joyous community on Facebook. And we're also very modest and cool and... We're gonna have jackets soon, maybe
2: that would be kind of cool. Yeah, and like yeah. club club jackets. And club we're also jackets. we're a safe haven for reviews. Yeah, so send them. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to yeah.
1: review anything, make sure it's us. We won't. We won't. Uh, we won't let that data go anywhere except to our wonderful, wonderful ears.
0: Yeah. Anything on and iTunes nice. or Stitcher, whether it's about the show or the beards, I'm <laughs> more than welcome to to read that and learn learn from you. I will take beard tips also, so please help me.
1: I still stand by. It. If you get anybody who reviews us, regardless of what rating you give us, we'll we'll give you a shout out on the air. So feel free to keep doing that. Yep.
0: And your preferred method of shouting out, so. But yeah, so I mean, Facebook is going to Facebook, and I think that uh, we're going to have to dedicate at least a, a ten-minute segment to Facebook. I think as everything develops and as it moves on, yeah. yeah so
1: that's that's ten minutes of Facebook. Ten yeah. minutes to Uber. <laughs> we're we're running seriously. 10 to Amazon. We're running out of space here, guys. We really are.
0: We <laughs> only partition the show out so many times. Right, right. There's only so much we can talk
2: about. We need to defrag our topics.
0: Yes. Speaking of fragging, <laughs> there's another topic that we can talk about coming up, and that topic is Fortnite. Fortnite. Um, yeah. <laughs> Have you played Fortnite, Kyle? I haven't had a chance to play it yet. And yes, yeah, was... yeah,
1: son. What's up? <laughs> really
0: um, but yeah, did you hear about this? The streamer, um, his name is El Rubius OMG, which is you probably haven't heard of. Him, he's Spanish, but um, he's a, a very popular Spanish YouTuber with more than 28 million subscribers. That's like half of a PewDiePie right there. That's like that's pretty impressive. Um, his name is Ruben Dobles Gunderson. Um, he has he's 28 years old, one million subscribers for every year of his life. Um, he lives in Madrid, and he has currently beaten the record for most amount of streamers watching a game live stream, surpassing that of last week's record holder, Drake, and the Twitch streamer Ninja. So I don't know if you guys heard about that, Drake playing Fortnite last week, yes, or the that. week before. yeah, I think it was two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, but uh, this stream has even caught the attention of one of um, YouTube's esports content Partnership team um, members, Alex Rubens. Um, and it's important to note that this happened on YouTube Live and not Twitch, um, somewhere that we also happen to stream to. So, um, anybody who's watching who may have been part of that live stream, um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. But um, there was a hundred YouTubers who were a part of this, um, and just Gunderson's stream alone had 500,000 more people watching live than Drake's. And I think that's like impressive. So you can only imagine this whole spree of a hundred people who are all playing like what this total audience was. And I think this is like a, the beginning we're starting to see the beginning of something very different and very interesting in the realm of gaming in technology and all this live streaming technology. Cause Twitch is becoming a household thing now Um, as people, who have amazon prime are slowly discovering that they have this platform that they can watch games on or even broadcasts like ours so um it's like it's fascinating to see exactly like what like what this like what the stream went into and like i said i don't know if you've played Fortnite, how it's the Math. It's like, is there a hundred people? Is it the same as like PUBG? It's like it
1: a literal <laughs> copy of PUBG. Yeah. It's cartoony.
3: Yeah. And cartoony you, you version can, of PUBG. Hey, you,
0: and can, it's
1: free. you can build yeah, bases. Cartoony and free. That's the big thing. It's like,
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. I think But the they're, Latin... still, they're still making $100 million according to certain oh, sources a month, God. even that... though it's a free to play game. Is that off buying of
2: hats? Probably stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like cosmetic. Apparently, that tournament. Also had over 42 million live views total.
3: Oh my god. Holy snakes. Yeah.
2: yeah. So TC.
3: Yeah, so. it's it's a huge, huge game. And, and recently craw- like beat um PUBG. PUBG was the most played, like concurrent players at once playing that game. It doesn't matter if they're live streaming it but actually playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um they they passed PUBG. Um
0: mm-hmm the end like uh this i think the only time that i've seen a game go this far on word of mouth i think the last time this happened was probably minecraft way back when like a a game that just goes from like zero to a hundred in terms of popularity like it's like it's something that's not only like setting records in terms of revenue just for the fortnite team and this is fantastic that they're doing that like I'm hearing people who don't game talk about Fortnite and talk about um, like even like the Drake stream things like that um, I'm like this this is also establishing the YouTube gaming community as a legitimate streaming platform that they can put up similar numbers to what Twitch can do yeah. So I think it's I think this is the beginning of a, a big change for YouTube live and Twitch and all that stuff, and there's some people who make make their entire careers
2: I was, off of Twitch. I was just gonna say, I wonder how many, how much he made off donations during that. Oh, I'm sure there's a ton. Probably so much.
0: Yeah, and it's, especially if you set a like, I mean, this uh, this isn't a record for YouTube for a live stream. Um, it's a record for the gaming portion of it. The gaming port. Yeah. yeah the The current record, I think, is over two and a half million for when Felix Baumgartner did his Red Bull, like jump from space or yeah. the, the stratosphere. Yeah, the stratosphere yeah. jump without a parachute. Yeah, so
3: it was with a parachute. No, I mean with a parachute. Yeah, <laughs> without a parachute,
0: <laughs> he did it in his boxers.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Another cool thing about Fortnite is that like it's it's immediately it was cross-platform the only platforms that can't play together are xbox and ps4
0: yeah
1: um you can play on ios of course yeah you can play ios mac and ps4 at the same time you can play ios pc and xbox ones like it's 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 really cool that they have that integration especially for a free game immediately um Mm -hmm. and i know that uh, i think that the so there's two there's two uh game types one of the game types you have to play, or excuse me, you have to pay for right now. But the goal is to either make it cheaper or free. It's just in beta right now, and the it's not even that popular. I don't see anybody talking about it. The only other the people care about are battle royale, and that's free. So
0: yeah, yeah, and yeah, the battle royale style of games is huge. Definitely, yeah, PUBG and um and Fortnite now. But I'm wondering if you're going to see a spree of other games come back. And there was another podcast I was listening to, but they were joking that um maybe this is going to bring back that game show. um It's like one versus a hundred or something like that <laughs> with Bob Saget. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to, they're going to, you're going to see that like a battle Royale style, like trivia game where it's one person versus a hundred people. But um, that was on the, the bomb cast for anybody who listens to gaming podcasts. But um, I thought that was, um, this is just like seriously impressive that, um, they beat out Drake's concurrent 635,000 viewers on Twitch.
1: It, so, and this just goes to show anybody who's like, "Oh, streaming games is stupid. Who wants to watch someone else play a video game?" Well, boom. Their proof is in the pudding. I mean, you you get yourself a following and it's yeah. just things are happening in in the video game world and with tech and esports that are that are far beyond what people expected it to be.
2: How did this yeah. guy okay, a week prior, Drake set the record. Right? Mm-hmm. How did this guy beat him by half a million people in a week's time, though? You know what yeah, I mean? By like recruiting
1: ninety nine other YouTubers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. being I, the I guy guess, to wrangled them all together.
0: I mean, that's 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 how it happened. So in my he, opinion.
2: he was just setting out for the record. Then he like, this was definitely probably, this wasn't yeah. coincidence. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was like a tournament style game. So, I'm assuming that like a lot of people were just watching that guy because he was like one of the
2: number one players in that listing Man, drake should drake should have waited a week he should have played in the tournament yeah yeah i mean
0: if, i was wondering like what it would take to beat drake like would it be like obama but no apparently it's a bunch of people from madrid and spain <laughs> spanish youtubers so if they can do it then anybody can do it drake's gonna get
3: hungry. The... i would love to see obama play fortnite <laughs> that would be <laughs> hilarious he's got like plenty
2: that. of free time yeah,
1: Drake's gonna get a hundred celebrities and singers and rappers and NBA players to to oh do it God. now.
2: Yeah,
0: to try I mean, to keep the record again. We've already seen like NFLers commenting on Fortnite, saying like it was like their first victory in Fortnite was like on par with like their first touchdown in their NFL career. Yeah, like what? <laughs> it's it's a game.
2: Yeah, I don't and know about that one. That like they're saying is like something that's fantastic, but it's oh, the world yeah. we live in. I guess, it's funny how much... Go ahead, Jeff. My first chicken dinner in PUBG was pretty monumental for me, too. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's a moment to behold, for sure. I, really. I
0: think
2: That's one of the cooler cool. things
1: that I've heard is, like like you said, where the the NFLs are talking about how big of a deal it is, but that is such a shift in um, in athletics culture, where it used to be when I'm not playing, I am going to go out and be a lunatic and spend all my money. And it's not just in the NFL, in every single sport. People were going out and being crazy and being popular that way and guys care so much about their bodies and their long-term health and their staying in great shape and their long-term athleticism and playing the game as long as possible and maximizing their earning potential that instead of going out to the club five times a week, they're staying in and playing video games and becoming YouTubers themselves and talking about how nerd culture and video game culture is what makes them survive the long grind of a, of a basketball season or a baseball season or a football season. It's, it's really cool to see those worlds cross when, when those same dudes were in high school, they probably made fun of the guys who were talking about Fortnite. Those guys are now merged together into one super athletic who could guy who could beat the crap out of anybody. And is also a giant nerd at the same time.
0: I never thought of it that way. And that like that, that makes both complete sense and like is absolutely mind blowing at the same time. Yep. So but yeah, that, that's like, that's seriously impressive.
1: And it's showing a bunch of kids who look up to these guys already, whether whether they want want them to or not. These kids are looking up to them and being like, oh, it's cool to be an athlete and also kind of be dorky and a nerd. Like I, I can do both. I can go hang out with my, my buddies and play basketball and then we can go home and play video games instead of getting in trouble. And it's mm-hmm. I think if more and more people who are in that realm start talking out about how much they have fun being a nerd and being online and being stupid and being silly, I think that could you you could continue to see a shift in that direction with uh, with people who are in unfortunate situations where their only escape seems to be
0: athletics. Yeah, and that makes sense and I think that like you said we will see it hopefully a bit of a culture change there. Yeah. And even in like our lifetime like the stigma around violence in games and the negative impact that games have on your life and being used as a scapegoat for all kinds of things. Um, it does like i think makes sense to showcase in these scenarios like the good and like the bringing together of a larger community that can happen from these types of games even though PUBG is a, and like fortnite is an arena style combat game mm-hmm. like it's bringing eight million people together so they can all watch people have fun in this tournament and have bragging rights over one another and stuff like that so it's I don't know. I think there's more positive than negative when you look at these types of things. Yeah. Yeah. But um. But yeah. So that's all I had for the the Fortnite wing of this, and it's not too frequently we get to report on the fun that happens in gaming. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll hear more as Fortnite breaks more records, and I would be down to try it. I still haven't tried either one of these, Fortnite or PUBG. Oh boy. Ever. So.
1: Fortnite's maybe. fun. I played with, uh, with Jeff, did we play? I know we've played Rocket League. Did we? Yeah. I know that I, I didn't, didn't you, me and Shepis play that one night? Yes, we did. Yeah. 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 So it's, I've played with a couple of people from work, so hop on, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, maybe I'll
2: download Fortnite tonight. Play with you guys. That was that, a, that was the only time I've ever played, but I, one of my good friends, Pete is really into it and has a good time with it. I, yeah. I've And I've heard nothing but good things from Kyle and our friend, Dan. So, Okay.
0: Yeah, let's do it. It's a date. (laughs) (laughs) But um, going back into the realm of technology, we have some news from Google. Um, There is reports of a mid-range Pixel phone releasing this summer. And um, Irvin, I'm not sure if this makes you as angry and confused as it makes me, but like, what is happening to Android One? And what is it with like this Google mentality of like, Uh, you know, this didn't work. We tried it for 15 seconds. Let's pull the rug on this one and do a new one. Like, what is like, yeah, I don't know. Android one. I
3: don't know if it was designed for, to be, I don't know for, for the U S market. Yeah. I think that's why we didn't see much of it because it was mainly designed to be used somewhere else. Um, mainly India or countries where the, the price of smartphones is, is very, crucial because in the u.s it's, we we just we pay crazy amounts for smartphones um and yeah. features so um maybe the, yeah, the android one we didn't see as much but perhaps it was popular in other places and they want to perhaps bring the pixel name along with this like get the pixel name out there to those countries now this could yeah. potentially be that so it's still the the idea is still android
0: one but it'll have the pixel name with it Right. Um and it looks like they're they are targeting other countries as well. Um like Malaysia, UK. Um, it looks like they're maybe targeting India also with this one. Like, is the Pixel the new Messenger app? Like <laughs> they just release like ten of them and like hope that one sticks I in, mean, in I mean, markets. But like um it, it seems like they're using India as like their playing ground for new phones and budget android technology
2: i mean it's not like their competitors are making a bunch of different phones with different names it's yeah iphone i mean it's the iphone insert number here so maybe they're going for the same kind of idea
0: yeah just consolidating everything into the pixel like name almost i could i could see that as being a potential option for it um and like maybe this is where android go and android one and all of these smaller uh foreign focused at least foreign to us android um phones and lower end entry level google owned android devices maybe this is like the the direction they wanted to bring it in like i really don't <laughs> i don't know um but it they do need to offer a range of phones at a range of prices because as of right now the pixel devices are restricted to very expensive and high-end phones that compete directly with like the iphone like you were saying and mm-hmm. stuff like that and i mean yeah like uh like our twitch chat room is saying maybe this is something similar to like what apple was doing with like the iphone c um you're saying don't worry it didn't work so <laughs> maybe this will be a similar thing like a plasticky pixel device hey i bought a C. I mean, did, awesome. did you like it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it looks like they're gonna be um, maybe they're. I'm not sure which price mark. Like I don't think they say specifically what price range they're gonna target. So I don't know if it's gonna be comparable to the the 5C. But um, I'm wondering if it's gonna be a similar thing and if it'll be like this will be like the global solution to whatever they're talking about. So I, I don't know, but
2: um, will it be, it's interesting. Will it be able to handle the same kind of software as your Pixel 2s and what have you with that kind of watered down hardware? I mean, Android is pretty well optimized. So I, I think that we should
0: hopefully not have that kind of a problem.
3: Does this say that it's running the Go version of Android? Because they have they have released that. Android mm-hmm. Go, which is yeah. the latest version of the operating system, just stripped down. There
0: you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. They mentioned Android Go in here. Yeah. Um, but uh, these are, I think these are just very early rumors as of right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't know.
2: Yeah. We'll see. But it
3: could potentially be running Android Go, which is specifically designed to run on, on uh, cheap phones that have less than one gigabyte RAM. Um, yeah. We don't know specifics about this device, but it could potentially have uh, specs lower than that. Uh, less than one gigs. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it depends on what price point they're trying to hit. If it's mid range, if it's like, let's say, 300 or $400, that's in the one plus sort of territory. That's not the low end. I don't think that they're the uh, mid range, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that. I I would say that, that then it's not Android Go that's going to be running on these phones if that's the price range that they're going for.
0: I'm wondering if, like, uh, and they, they mention that, um, like, we've seen this from Motorola also. Um, and they refer to them as Guggerola, the Moto E, <laughs> Moto G, and Moto X um, going from 129 179 and $500, respectively. Like, I wonder if we're going to see one targeting maybe like the $179 to like $200 range, which would in that case be a low end um, and also may not necessarily warrant Android Go. But um, it's definitely something to follow. And um, it looks like they, they'll they probably be releasing this along with um, the third generation of Pixel devices that are coming out later this year. Yeah. Um, so... And we don't have any rumors on those yet either. So um, it's a, I wonder if we're going to see the continuation of the notch on <laughs> Android devices as they continue to get rid of the, pixel, the the bezels on these devices. Only time will tell. The one thing that
3: I didn't want Android to copy from Apple is that notch. And that's exactly what every single person has been doing so far.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Literally... Everybody, it's at it's so much so at the point where my phone has a developer option to enable notch support, so you can see what Android will look like on a device that has a notch.
3: At, at least the iPhone actually has hardware in there that actually does stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's it, there. There's a reason for the notch. Yeah, for all these other Android inter- manufacturers who are putting phones out with notches, it's just a cutout for the basic stuff like the the front-facing camera, the the ambient light sensor, which just hide it in like a very small like bezel up at the top. You don't need to have the cutout for the mm-hmm. notch. Um, the notch on the iPhone has all that extra hardware that does the whole face detection thing, so um, that's
0: why they need that. But. I think the last time I heard this much talk of notch was when Minecraft came out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like it's like that's immediately where my mind goes for whatever reason. But like, I just find that (laughs) hilarious. That like, that's it. That's like there is notch after notch after notch after notch after notch, and it like yeah, like I was saying, like it's even at the point where. Google literally had to update Android because they were like, oh, crap. Everybody's doing this now. Oh, my God. We have to make this work
3: on our devices. Yep. The next rumored one five will have a notch, according to rumors. Yeah. yeah.
0: Notch Simulator 2018. Goodness. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Well, um, more to report on this as we find out. Um, news about what Google plans on doing with this new device, but they're saying. Uh, uh, Yeah,
3: I I would love a mid-range Pixel phone. Yeah, that would be nice. That's not seven to eight hundred dollars. That'd be great if it was decent hardware, because I don't like most people don't need the latest and greatest hardware. They don't need the Snapchat getting 845. the mid-range will do. Mm -hmm. Um, Although OnePlus has been pulling off doing that mid-range price, the four to five hundred range but still putting the latest processor in there. So if potentially Google could do the same thing, I don't know if they could cut the margins that much, uh, being that it is Google, but um, they could potentially do that. Um, they have deeper yeah. pockets than OnePlus that could potentially like like uh, back that.
0: Do you guys think this is going to have any... Um, this will give the Pixel line any success because I know that we've talked about on previous episodes, like this really doesn't like the, the pixel line hasn't found success right. yeah in either it's, one of its generations.
3: Especially here in the US. Um I think none, it's not gonna find any success until it um you can buy it you can walk into any store and buy it, not just Verizon. Any any carrier store you can just walk to pick a carrier. If you want a Pixel phone, you can get it. It's right next to Samsung and all their iPhones. That's when it might take off. And this, if this price range is also one of the options, this four to five hundred range, that that'll help it significantly as well. Yeah. Um, but. Um, right now, it's just being here in the U.S., just limited to Verizon. Of course, it'll run on T-Mobile, but most people in the U.S., most normal people, don't buy phones outright. That's right. not how they purchase their phones. So if that you're not going to have the you're going to walk into a T-Mobile store. You're going to see a uh, section for Samsung and then section for iPhone and then section for other. <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty much what it seems like in, yeah, in yeah. a lot of these stores. I've seen a push
0: with Google for Best Buy
3: though no. i have seen like google booths yeah they have special google sections within best buy but um, enough. Yeah. Yeah, they,
2: they're gonna have a lot more room without huawei so yeah
0: maybe uh, maybe we'll see that That maybe they, that's the opportunity that if they, they need.
2: i think if they release it with the like higher end pixel 3 at the same time i think that yeah, it'll get right. it'll do pretty they well need um that and they need carrier deals yeah, they, uh, they, absolutely they carrier deals. I absolutely agree with that. And if this is yeah. this is affordable, I mean maybe Urban all yeah. switch mm-hmm. back and have another notch in his Although smartphone people, belt.
3: Like, <laughs> Apple has proved uh everyone wrong when they released a thousand dollar iPhone. They were like, no one's gonna buy a thousand dollar iPhone. Literally, everyone has a thousand dollar iPhone in their hands. I see I yeah. so many iPhone tens out in the wild, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, but that is Apple, but yeah. Apple fans are crazy. They'll buy anything. But sure. um,
0: did you
2: say that Irvin would have another notch in his belt? I said another notch in his smartphone belt.
0: <laughs> Thanks for bringing uh, that's that so back. Relevant.
2: Yes, it is. I was really okay. proud of that one.
0: Take that one to the bank.
2: Carve yeah. a notch out on it. You know what it is? It's Apple's marketing. It's just yeah. So it's good. It's so good. And mm-hmm. I, I drive to work every day and I see a big billboard that says selfies with the iPhone ten. And it's just these two ecstatic like a guy and his mom and they're ecstatic and like just yeah. they look so happy. And I feel like like every time I go past that, I'm like, I know what you're doing, but it does work. Like
0: your advertising tells a story.
2: Yeah. And it, it yeah. like it, it doesn't make you think about the hardware you're getting, it makes you think about the experience you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the difference. Apple's, like yeah. Google's I think one of the
1: biggest differences in their advertising is like I always whenever I see Samsung Samsung commercials, it seems like this is why we're better than Apple. And yeah. Apple's just like this is why we're awesome.
2: Yeah. And and this is what you can use your phone for. And use other ones you see a sleek, nice looking phone but it just rotates and it's like, it has all this stuff and it's by Google. It has all this stuff and it's by Samsung. Oh, look at how many pixels we have. Like Apple doesn't say any of that it's like here's yeah. the iPhone ten, you can do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know.
3: They've always been about the experience, right? Not the logo has these features, this is the gigahertz it has. What can you do with it? What type of experiences you can have? Pretty much like, always, all man. Do, it Works together, uh, which I get.
2: Yeah. Um, Ever since iTunes came out, when they had the commercials, it'd be people dancing with their iPod, or yeah. you know, like they just do really well, and they have pretty much always done it that way.
0: Yeah, and you've, and even, like, uh, you could directly see the contrast in advertising between Apple in the late 2000s and Android or Droid as it was more effective. Like, the Droid one, it was, like, this, like, God. scantily dressed woman in this, like, wet, like, dungeon cave thing. And then you just hear the Droid sound in the back and there's a bunch of, like, moving mechanical parts and it's, like, it's like, oh. am I watching? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> am I watching like 1984 or is this like a commercial? Like, what's happening? Right. Yeah. yeah, it instills fear in you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, is this a Rammstein music video? Like, right. or is, or am I buying a phone? What's happening here? No. So, I mean, yeah. and I then mean,
3: Verizon had to pay Steven Spielberg every time they played that commercial. Yeah, because he owns the rights to the word droid. Does he really? Is that true? Yes. Oh my god, yeah, Verizon
0: had to pay. <laughs> does that mean we have to pay Mr. Spielberg? Yes. Oh, yes, okay, it's checks in the mail. <laughs> so, I'll pay him the second we decide that we're gonna try to mo- get advertising and monetize the show.
1: So. What a forward-thinking move by that guy, though, huh? Jeez. Yeah, really. <gasps> the word droid—that's fantastic. Good, yeah. good work.
2: Good work. <laughs> I guess I'm surprised that George Lucas didn't beat him to it. Yeah. These are not yeah. the droids you're looking for. These are not the droids you're looking for. I don't know. These
0: are the droids for marketing.
2: Yeah. There you go these are the but uh, that pay
0: uh, me. wait it is george lucas i'm sorry there we go
2: <laughs> the guy who made
3: star wars sorry okay, oh not oh steven spielberg i i get those two confused
2: yeah, it's, just how you, it's just cause not happen it's just because you have the new film on your mind <laughs> maybe
0: maybe it is george lucas well his jeans are very distinct they <laughs> the same look since
2: 1978 his blue jeans yeah
0: he said yeah. that's he's probably been wearing the same
2: clothes since 1978. But, yeah. Okay. But well, yeah. We could stay on the topic of Apple if you want to keep going. I want to talk oh, about yeah. George Lucas's jeans. <laughs> <some more. laughs> we'll do We'll do an I4O explains on George Lucas's <laughs> okay. dress. Yeah, we need that. Yeah. And I investigates. Yeah. How to dress like George Lucas? Yeah. George Lucas. <laughs> In two tour. quick steps. <laughs> yeah. Find jeans Hacker, and put them on. Hacker
0: chic featuring George Lucas
1: investigative right. journalism has George
0: Lucas ever taken off his jeans the world may never know but the world <laughs> is curious oh man okay but yeah let's let's stick with apple because we do have one more topic to talk about and yeah. that is apple's latest version of mac os yeah um,
3: you can finally stick a 1080 in your mac
0: there we go. I want and, to and make it useful. <laughs> <laughs> they make it useful. It's just like tape a 1080 to the side of that old garbage trash can. Right. That they released yeah. back in 2013, <laughs> which still hasn't been updated yet. The um, I forget what that's called. Like, it's been so long. It's, it's five years old already. Yeah. But like, so uh, Apple released
3: a software update uh, for High Sierra that allows external GPU support for uh, computers um, that have a Thunderbolt port. So that supports 2016 and 2017 MacBook Pros. Uh, those, those are the ones with the touch bar, as well as the iMac Pro. Uh, so those are the three computers that are currently supported. Uh, so that means that you can um, plug in any graphics card that could be from the Nvidia line. Actually, no, it can't be from the Nvidia line. Yep. Right now, it's only uh, AMD supported. Um, At the moment, um, we'll see if the NVIDIA support will come. But if you have an AMD card, uh, you can um, uh, hook up uh, your plug it into this external GPU enclosure. It gives you more graphics power. It allows you to do uh, play uh, VR games within uh, Steam because Steam is supported on Mac OS. So you can Mm -hmm. bring since the HTC Vive is, is partnered with Steam um with valve um it has full support um for that uh now so you have better graphics capability th- other than what you might have uh built into your laptop um speaking R8. of the mac pro do you yeah. think
0: this is kind of like a like a, a preparatory update for a future expandable and upgradable version of mac os
3: like
2: uh it could
0: yeah,
3: it could be, but they need some better interface because right now Thunderbolt 3 is good, but it does still, um, it's limited by the transfer speed. So if you put in uh, uh, these one of these external GPUs, it's still not as fast as if you will plug in the, that same GPU into a PCI Express slot on a regular computer um, because they're the bandwidth limitations of Thunderbolt 3. So they might need some sort of different... Um, um, interface there but i think it it's, could be like a precursor to like that that modular mac that um, yeah. apple promised um the pro machine
0: yeah something that uh users will be seeing more directly from this update is the rollout of business chat to mac os i think i think we talked about this a little bit more recently we did uh, <laughs> business chat um it lets you chat live with a representative um, from companies so on those lonely nights when when you're playing Fortnite and you're you're all alone with just yourself and your streamers you can pull over your your Mac and talk with them and like the The next couple of things like the one like put a really ridiculous and, and like funny mental image in my head. They say um, you can book appointments inside of messages and pay for products and services with Apple Pay. Like I'm picturing somebody walking into a grocery store and just like whipping out their MacBook and like shoving it into like one of those
2: terminals, like trying to pay with their computer. It's like, hold on a second, I got this. I got to. That's not what Apple's. they're saying, Matt. <laughs> they're huh? saying you can order something in the business chat and pay through Apple Pay while you do that in the business chat. Yeah, while you're shoving it into the uh, the the. Oh, you, can, you can talk terminal. to you can talk to Lowe's and say, I want to order this light bulb and pay you're for it in the, the chat. With, with like Acme or Giant, you're like, I'm shoving
0: this thing into the point of service terminal. Why isn't it taking Apple Pay? What's going on here? There's a line forming behind me. People are starting to yell. What's going
2: on here? It's like, it's like sir, you need to get out of line. Did you plug in your front. external GPU? You need it to run business chat. <laughs> we got a 1080 in my left pocket. And, and Nvidia is not I'm supported. Just...
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my gosh. But yeah, they have uh there's privacy stuff too that they're doing. Yeah. There privacy
3: is. huge push. And so this was all part, part of like this iOS 10.3 as well as this macOS update. Um, they're pushing that they they Apple cares about your privacy, uh, they protect your data, they don't they don't track you um as you're using their products. Um which is, uh, great that they're, they're letting their users know that. Um, so it's clear. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. overall that eGPU is, is, uh, interesting, uh, type of support. I never thought that, uh, uh, Mac would support something like that, but I guess it makes sense.
0: I mean, um,
2: yeah.
3: so, and it's then supported within bootcamp either, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, so you have to be running, um, Mac OS.
0: Yeah. And as a as a special PSA to our users, if you see an estranged man at your local grocery store with his laptop and he's trying to shove it into one of these terminals. First off, um, keep your distance. Second off, that man is running iOS or um, Mac OS 10.13.4. So he is up to date. And also, you may want to. Um, inform him that that's not going to work so um, but you know just a public service announcement for those estranged um, roving macbook wanderers um, who are are trying to do this because I I just feel like it's going to happen
2: I feel like you're going to go do this (laughs) not me I don't have a
0: touch bar on mine but I'll find somebody and I'll have them do it maybe Uh, I have one so I'll do it Alright, let's oh, go. I was Tomorrow. just gonna say. I'll see you at lunch. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll just be like, what's this
2: what's this Hungarian man doing at this terminal? <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to pay for his food because he's hungry. Oh. Get out of here. No. I'm here to stay. <laughs> you win. Bye. Damn. Oh okay. This has been
0: um, Yeah, it's, it's a late night, it's starting to show. Yep. So um, but unless anybody has any more exciting news they want to bring up about uh mac OS 10.13.4, um, I think we can get on with the plugs for the show. Mm-hmm. Um in that case, I will mosey on over to these notes and I will start. So if you guys liked what you heard or you want to hear more, we do this fairly frequently, once a week, even fifty-two of these annually with the addition of ifro explains there's more so but wait there's more if they have, there's explains that happens too so <laughs> you can find these you you might be asking where you can find these on podbean is the that's what we call our home on industry 40 all spelled out podbean.com uh, we have a lovely home page curated for your tastes and interests sorted chronologically from our most recent to our, our humble beginnings. Um, if that is not enough and you need to download us onto more applications, we are also available on Google Play and iTunes and Stitcher. Google Play and iTunes being Industry 4.0 and Stitcher being i4.0. Um, if you uh, don't like listening to us behind the scenes and you want to have some input on the show, you can catch us live. Uh, we post our live streams to our Facebook page. Um, And they are also broadcast live to our YouTube and Twitch and Twitter through Periscope at industry four Oh, all spelled out. Um, So if you'd like to catch us live, we do love hearing from our, our humbled guests and our, our beloved fans as they, as we navigate through this scary and beautiful world known as technology news. And hopefully you find it entertaining. And if you do, um, you can tell us Um, we do listen to you guys. So, you can reach out to us on iTunes or Stitcher. Um if you see us in the hallway, give us a shout. Um we do appreciate any feedback at all and uh we will give you a shout out on the show. So um I hope you guys do like what you hear. Um and if we don't, then please tell us. We will we were adaptable. We are not a an immobile force in time. We can change with the wind. But yes. So Moving on, um, all of the music is produced in house by our very own <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Madinsky. Um, he's on SoundCloud.com slash The J Bones. Um, Brian, who could not join us today, you can find his um, beautiful photography on Flickr.com slash Wayne R. Thompson. Uh, Irvin, you also take pictures occasionally. yes yes and you upload them to urban.lucas on instagram i do yes all the information is available in our show notes for anybody who does want to follow either one of those two or listen to jeff's music while they do it um kyle do you have anything that you're currently working on that you'd like to plug um while you're here you're muted sir
2: Is keeping You're us in suspense, beating. uh, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll answer for Kyle for now. He's working on his beard every day. Um, <laughs> yes, that's, that's all, a good plug. That's, that's all good I got for me. For, that's all I got for right now. Yeah, working um, on his microphone right now.
0: Yeah, he's currently experiencing some technical difficulties. He appears to be shouting, he's waving his arms furiously. <laughs> he's yelling. Is that a fire? fire? He's started a <laughs> signal <sick of> fire, <laughs> but um, okay, so. Before the building burns down, we will we will call this episode an end and we will update the show notes appropriately with anything that Kyle may want to plug, because I do think that everybody should have a fair and equal opportunity to plug what they want. But OK, so with that, this has been episode 45 and we will see you guys in the next one.